Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. Tonight, we're going to talk about Gerard Butler's latest blockbuster, Greenland, and the latest episode of Attack on Titan. I must warn you, due to the extreme nature of these two pieces of art, beware of side effects while listening to this podcast, including, but not limited to, spontaneous combustion, punching a building, becoming a bad bat, badass, bad breath, balding, bad batch, bad news, etc., Parental guidance is advised. You really missed out on dropping our old uh, bad company tacos. name there, Bad Tacos. No, why would I? No, no, no. Okay. We've been told by a number of different individuals in marketing and <laughs> and advertisement to like- Our model is incredible. Just like stop <laughs> talking about Bad Tacos because <laughs> it will confuse people. I love uh, See, you guys, I was doing our job right there by not mentioning it. And now you've gone and ruined the whole thing. But you've also gone off our brand to confuse our audience. What do you mean? That is our brand. Our brand is confusion. I thought it was we get millennials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> confusion. Speaking of confusion, Greenland, an amazing Greenland. Gerard Butler piece. Let's start real quick. Amazing, huh? Amazing. One word impressions. Ooh. Let's do it really, really quick. Though. I didn't put that in the outline. I know. I know you didn't. I just want you to come up with it. Now right. I have to write it down. Right. Okay. In the moment. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, Christian, yeah. Greenland, Gerard Butler's latest blockbuster. What is your one word impression? Go. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> uh... I didn't have any time to prepare this word, but fiddlesticks is my one word impression. Why? I don't know, but it, it seems appropriate <laughs> and we'll probably get into why later. Fiddlesticks. 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 Interesting. Uh, Arjun, do you have one? I, no, I've got one. I do. I have one. Let's hear it. Krishna. Krishna. Interesting. <laughs> Specifically because Wait, uh, I remember Krishna making fun of the little boy. <laughs> at the movie, and then we found out that the little boy was diabetic and Chris was like oh I feel bad now that was uh, that stood out that stood out as a moment from the movie oh uh, man sure. that's a good one I forgot about that little kid that annoying brat he's, he's, the, he's the main character in the movie yeah I forgot about him that's how stupid he was my one word impression is gonna be real <laughs> <laughs> you dragged that out too like real just real and the reason <laughs> Is because the f- the film, after viewing the the, the picture, um, if you sit there and you kind of think about what you witness and the entire story and everything, you are somewhat kind of concerned because the events and and things that were depicted weren't of uh, supernatural. They weren't kind of overly science fiction to the point of being unbelievable. Right. The event is an asteroid coming to wipe us out. Or a comet, right? Or a com- uh, comet stream. Comet stream, asteroid, I'm not entirely sure yeah. which, but it is large enough that it is a extinction-level event, and unfortunately, the world is going to end. Yeah. And what we witness and see and what the main character, Gerard Butler, and his family have to go through felt very real in terms of if tonight, tomorrow... Uh, we get a national broadcast emergency stating, hey, an asteroid is coming and y'all fucked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the things that we witnessed in the movie would really happen here. Yeah. And that is why I would say the movie was real. Yeah. Would you say it's real Krishna fiddlesticks? Because yes. that's our sentence. <laughs> real Krishna fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Yeah. I think you actually hit the nail on the head. I think the strength of the movie was how believable... Uh, I would say most of it was. Uh, Gerard Butler is known for doing like over the really top. over the top uh, Geostorm. stuff. Ge- Geostorm, yeah, uh, is is a great example. Uh, but this, but this felt, even though the situation seems like on the surface it was over the top, like you just said, everyone's reaction in the movie feels like exactly what would actually happen. People will freak out. People will be fighting for these wristbands to try and get saved. Um, you would definitely have a group of people partying on a rooftop as the world ended. That feels real. Um, so yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It it was um, it was interesting. It it might be his most interesting movie to date. I mean, his character that he plays, it's a um, architecture, yeah. and as you had mentioned, architect, in, architect in the architecture, fi- <laughs> and ar- he's an architecture. He um, he basically designs texture buildings. <laughs> No. <laughs> New career. Um, but yeah, he's an architect. And as as you mentioned, Krishna, that in, in the film, he gets an emergency alert from a go- the government agency, whatever, stating that him and his family have been picked to go to a military base and to be flown to Greenland, where they have 
um, World War II bunkers that, you know, in theory could protect individuals long enough to kind of kickstart humanity. Um, and because he's an architect, he's obviously picked. And him as this character, we don't realize all of his flaws, obviously, until towards the end of the movie. Uh, his biggest flaw being that, you know, he unfortunately cheats on his wife. Um, and why I bring this up, and I think it's interesting, a lot of other movies would kind of throw that right at the beginning. Yeah. As opposed to making us kind of figure out what's going on. Because this event is happening is the clear, this is the big main issue, right? And everything else kind of is in addition to that. Um, but I think it also lends to his character in the sense that, of, you know, he's, fighting for his family even though he has done wrong you know he's done wrong but he's trying to still show them that they are the most important thing to him which is again another thing that feels kind of real as opposed to like this character that you know gets to save the world yeah exactly how is your butler gonna save the world with his architecture how is he gonna do it and it never happened and that was refreshing did anyone think when he first got the notification Like, I eye-rolled and was like, oh, cool, he's ex-military, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That? No, I yeah. think I think that was part of... I think they. I think it's almost like they played into the idea that Gerard Butler always saves the world, right? And, and they kind of <laughs> played with your expectations with the actor and his, his usual character, where it's almost like, okay, now he's... This architect is going to... Ted Mosby architect is going oh, to uh, save the world with engineering. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, w- I was, it was nice that they did not do that. I, yeah. I do question uh, when you think in movie, right. About logical things like why the government also played the message on the TV. Like it was, uh, it was well, an they, interesting choice. Well, I think also because they, they, can. they, they need to alert the individual, right? Yeah. I always have my phone with me because I'm strange like that. But like Arjun, you don't always have your phone with you. Chances are, you know, if you're not with your phone, you may be in front of another screen. Sure. So by broadcasting it on everything, I I would have loved to play the game of what weird screen could they have put that message message on, like on your smart fridge, on your smart (laughs) microwave, on your smart toilet, on that weird, you know, Security camera that you didn't know about, or Alexa, smart bathroom mirrors, which smart they have bathroom now. bathroom, yeah. yeah. Uh, or oh, sorry, I, I shouldn't have done that. Alexa, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> point point. But yeah, that, yeah, smart home assistants too. Like I, um, I would, I would have thought that you would have had like every single smart connected device in the household just go off all at once. Yeah. And be like, yo, yeah. get the fuck <laughs> out of there. But the government clearly didn't think through uh, the panic and the uh, the corruption of certain people, you know, of individuals knowing that like, oh, I'm going to try and take your basically golden ticket to save humanity. Yeah, golden ticket. I think though, uh, I guess to play devil's advocate on that situation, I guess they don't really have any time to make things orderly. It's like uh, the planet code comes, what, the next day? Well, they had uh, in the time alleg- frame they the allegedly had time to pick people somehow. That's, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. It's a good point. I mean, I don't know. The government, I think it's interesting that, you know, we're, we're in a pandemic currently. The current administration, you know, made sure to remove certain government agencies and plans to kind of protect us as people from pandemics, like have an emergency plan. So, you know, I would wonder in this Gerard Butler Greenland world, what is the state of that government? Are they prepared for situations like this? Like I, I, would, I would genuinely be interested. Is there a contingency plan for an asteroid killer to come to earth currently? Like, is there a plan in place? Doubt it. I mean, based on everything that we've seen currently. Yeah. I, yeah. If, we, we weren't ready for, yeah, if, if for we're not ready for a pandemic, yeah, there's, there's no way we're ready. No for way a chance. We're ready for anything an asteroid, else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine like the NBA has a better plan in place. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Of course, the millionaires and the billionaires have a better a better plan than than governments do. Do you think what movie was it? I think it's is it two thousand twelve. So remember back in two thousand ten, there was yeah. this belief that twenty twelve was the end of the world. Two thousand twelve was going to be the end of the world because all the plants aligned and the gravitational pull. Will That's like when the Mayan calendar. Ended. Yeah, and the Mayan yeah. calendar ended. And there's this. Uh, it's John Cusack. I John believe? Cusack. John yes. Cusack's in there. A whole bunch of other great actors. Um, but basically, the the premise of that one is the world ends. They build giant Noah arcs, and they have um, billionaires are the ones that fund it. 
Do you think in the real world, do you think like once you reach billionaire status, there's like some secret organization that you pay extra X amount of money and they're just contingency plans like asteroid, aliens, this country invading this country, ice caps melting, giant forest fires, pandemics. Do you like? Do you think there's? Yeah, why not? A plan? Yeah, why not? These, uh, I feel like rich people have so much control over everyone else's lives anyway. For sure. <laughs> in terms of like the corporations, but then also the influence they have on government itself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They probably have like dinner parties every Sunday, and they get together and they talk about. It's- their contingency plans. Well, right. It's a dystopian view, right? The the <laughs> yeah. idea that the rich control and need the poor, right, in the circle. The Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer does an excellent example of why the rich need the poor to can maintain their ecosystem. You can't have a high class if there's no low class. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they're... I don't know if it's well organized to the fact that they have dinner parties and they're like, yes, and they tur- tw- you know, twirl their mustaches and like, and then the poor people. If you want to go real dystopian, they have a uh, Hunger Game level events where they just take people and put them in fight to the death. So, some would argue that's what you know, COVID was started by Bill Gates. So. <laughs> Uh, there you go, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to on, put Bill. the microchips inside to, us. To pu- put the microchips and control uh, population. Well, so smart. when you compare, I want to ask um, kind of two more questions around the movie. Um, we're going to get into a quick little power ranking of Gerard Butler films, but <laughs> when you compare this to other end of the world movies, obviously I mentioned mm. 2012. There's Independence Day. Day there's tomorrow. the day after tomorrow. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. There's Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Oh, there's no yeah. So uh, real quick, Knowing. Uh, this this movie reminded me the most of Knowing because it it's a little bit similar in terms of like this. There's I think it's like an asteroid or something like that, and it's coming and it's going to kill everyone. And I thought it would be a similar ending. Spoilers alert to both Knowing and Greenland, where it just seemed like it was inevitable and everyone was going to die. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of how the Nicolas Cage movie ends, right? It's called Knowing because they know they're going to die, and then they basically all die. However, there is the weird added twist that there are aliens that save their children um, for that movie. Oh, that sounds fun. I got to check that out. It's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage, Nicolas is Cage a, is a, does die. He does die? Yes. Oh. But his child lives on. Well, that's fine then. A piece of yourself lives on. Therefore, you didn't really die. So that movie on IMDb, Knowing, got 6.2, and Greenland got 6.4. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Sounds about right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but wait, but yeah, where do you rank this? Like, I guess, does, do each of you know what your favorite, all-time favorite end-of-the-world movie easy, is? Easy, easy for me. Yep. Independence Day. Independence mm-hmm. Day is the, the creme de la creme <laughs> of the uh, end-of-the-world movies. It's the it's the movie that always comes up for me as the best. Uh, it It's the true 90s blockbuster, you know? Like, I think when I think 90s, like, Independence Day is probably one of those movies I think about. Mm. And and really identify with that time. And I don't think there's nothing, there's nothing in my mind that's close to that type of movie. Like that movie has a special personal place. This, this one to me is kind of probably slightly above average. It, it has a different, a slightly different take, I think than what we're used to. It's not necessarily the, typical end of the world porn that like Roland Emmerich loves to show where cities get wiped out and <laughs> dead. tsunami. Yeah, and like they just show the mass destruction. The they really they really didn't lean into that very much, which I kinda liked. That it wasn't just about like the sheer mass It wasn't the glory shots everywhere. Yeah, and, th- and yeah. this and this more than most of the end of the world movies was a very personal story, right? A lot of those end of the world movies are big ensembles. You have multiple stories around the entire world about all these different people. This movie's just about this family. It's very, very personal. It's very much a family story set to a end of the world movie, right? Hmm. It's not necessarily an end of the world movie with different stories in it. I would say this is definitely better than The Happening. Oh, God, everything's better than The Happening. <laughs> What's happening? How many times can we say happening? Shut um, up, Mark Wahlberg. But that is, you guys did. that. The Happening is considered an end-of-the-world type movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. Granted, it's terrible and very, very silly. I think that best end-of-the-world movie, yeah. right? I think Independence Day is certainly one or two, but the other one or two is going to be Signs. Signs is a great end-of-the-world Signs is definitely a great one, yeah. Um, Here's one. Here's one. Godzilla. God, any of the Godzilla movies technically could be end of the world. This movie. is the end. No. Is an end of the world movie. That's a great movie. Pacific Rim movie is another Pacific one. Rim. That's a good one. Same yeah, movie. I mean, Idris Elba has that badass Actually, speech. I kind of want. Let's dig into that real quick. Let's dig in more to Signs versus Greenland okay. because I think they have two 
very similar important things, which is their personal stories yeah. about a family, you know, while this big event is occurring. Mm-hmm. Out of the two of them, granted, we've only seen Greenland once. Signs, we love it so much, we remade it. You'll never, ever see that. Um, <laughs> which would you, gut feeling-wise, which one do you feel like does a better job of really kind of encapsulating the world's ending? A couple things. The world's ending... The family, mm-hmm. and then what the future, the world being changed and different. Uh, I would say that Greenland does the first and the third one better, right? In terms of showing that the world is ending and what the future is, because you see a lot of the physical change to the world that they're in. You see some of the imagery on the news. Again, it's not in your face, but you see some of it. Some of it happens to them. Uh, versus signs where most of it is on the farm in this small area. They see a tiny bit on the news that they do encounter some aliens. Um, but that, but signs is the better personal story, I would say, because it's, I think they really, you know, M night really dug into the themes of like what that family was going through the loss, um, the main characters, like there's just a, an, an overall theme there versus like, the through line, as you mentioned before, for Gerard Butler's character was, you know, being there for his family, um, which was fine. I did think it was the strongest throughout the movie. And I thought it, you know, I, I thought the way the movie was set up, like he was supposed to die. Like that was how the, yeah, enti- that seemed that like idea. the way it was going. And then yep. it didn't, he didn't even get close to dying. You know what I'm saying? Like it was well, the closest I think was the fight. Well, I think it was our. I think we all laughed that this part was when he oh. has to get on the the plane to go over, you know, up to Greenland. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously a small charter plane, so that's you know weight is a concern there. And the pilot asks Jared Butler, "How much do you weigh?" One eighty. Okay, one eighty five. All right, two ten. It's just going <laughs> up. Best part of the movie. I think science is definitely better for uh, two words. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, his performance is so legendary. And Mel Gibson, you really oh, yeah. have to and, say and some guy named Mel Gibson. It was uh, wasn't that the last movie he did right before Passion of the Christ? Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't I, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie here. Like uh, I don't really follow or never really followed Mel Gibson that well. So I really. did up until Signs. I mean Passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson has some incredible blockbusters. They're not all end of the world, but good lord, that guy had The Patriot, Braveheart. Um, Could you consider those end of the world? The British are coming. I mean, yeah, the end of the world is changing. Granted, it's obviously limited in 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 scope. Braveheart. Braveheart, it's the end of uh, it was Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Could you say then most rom coms are end of the world, right? The end of the relationship. The end of their relationship. It's the end of their. We're getting way too broad. We are very, 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 <laughs> very broad. Science is better. Attack on Titan is also an end of the world show. I mean, then we could argue Transformers for fuck's sake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. End yes. of Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it have to be about Earthlings? It's true. That's, that's true, I guess. Star Wars, the Marvel end of Cinematic Universe. S- Star Wars, end of good movies. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Avengers, the first Avengers is the end of the world movie. Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, Alderaan literally is destroyed. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, we cannot include Star Wars as a whole galaxy. Far, Their far world away. is a galaxy. The galaxy never comes <laughs> close to being destroyed. It is called Star Wars. There's always a war at the center of each you know, trilogy. That could decide the fate of the galaxy, the end of the galaxy. No, no, it's just changing. It's like changing administrations. And we got back on the Star Wars bandwagon. Of course. <laughs> anyway, um, Gerard Butler was obviously the main reason we picked this movie. Yes. We have a weird tradition in this household where when we there's a new Gerard Butler film, we will always try and go and see it in theaters. Fortunately, we obviously could not do that this year due to recent events. So we made sure to watch Gerard Butler, but we've seen a slew of Gerard Butler films. Three. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, but there's been others that no, we've no, no, each seen independently. Uh, I actually rewatched Geostorm last night, which is another classic film of... It's great. What? <laughs> Basically? <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's incredible. Hunter it's the best. Better. It's the best bad movie of our time. What, what about um, uh, Triple Frontier? No, this is this is Triple Frontier is great because it's straight to Netflix, right? We paid money to go see Joe Storm in theaters, and it did not disappoint. So, a little background: uh, Ravi has this <laughs> weird fascination with Gerard Butler. Yeah, and we were trying to make his birthday tradition: uh, go seeing a Gerard Butler movie in theaters. Hold on. <coughs> 
<laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Give me to laugh. And I think choking. we did it two consecutive years. It was Geostorm and then Hunter Killer. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think a movie came out the year after. No, we went to Japan. And then COVID. And then COVID. Yes. Went to Correct. Japan. We were in Japan the next year and then COVID hit. Yeah. Um, Gerard Butler steadily did not make an appearance in Japan. He, he was busy. He did not. Yeah. He did not. So what I want to know from you guys, what are your top three Gerard Butler mm. films? Should we go like three, two, one, like count it down? Yeah, of course. We'll go three, two, one. Does anyone have it actually listed out? And I think... I think I can go. I think I can go. All right. So number three for me, it's actually going to be Greenland. I think uh, this movie is easily, easily a top five Gerard Butler movies because Gerard Butler, by definition, makes bad blockbuster movies. And this one. You could just say bad movies. That's no, right. no, 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 no. Because <laughs> he makes good movies, too. Well, good movies he made. Um, Besides 300. 300 is not good. It's not a exactly. good movie. Uh, that's the, but we'll we'll, point. we'll we'll you know we'll we'll I don't know I don't know okay <laughs> Stop, don't put me on the spot number two is three hundred oh the reason three hundred is number two is that it is a couple reasons one it's a quintessential uh, Zack Schneider movie number two that movie spawned a lot of Memes? copycats. A lot of copycats. A from lot 300? of from three hundred. You can you can you can kind of track three hundred into a lot of stuff that came after it was inspired by that vision of three hundred. And Gerard Butler was fantastic as the lead. Say what you will about the movie, he was great. Sure. Uh, and number one, uh, you know, I don't think this is too much of a surprise for you guys. Uh, it's going to be Geostorm. Now, my <laughs> list has caveats. Okay. I have not seen any of the Olympus Has Fallen movies. You are you are not doing yourself a I favor, do, sir. I, I'm going to watch them, but but as of right now, my list cannot include those movies, and I believe that those movies probably would be in that list had I seen those movies, but I haven't seen them yet. Uh, and number two, I haven't seen any Gerard Butler rom-coms because that is not really my thing. So um, I cannot include those in good conscience. I'm gonna I'm gonna go next here. Uh, your list is good. I like it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm going to throw out some shockers here because I, I kind of wish it was a, a bigger list because there's just so many good. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi, do you want to do five? Let me, let me repeat this. Let me repeat. There's so many good Gerard Butler films. <laughs> do you want to do five? Uh, we can let you do five. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, if we're doing seen, five, you've probably seen the most. If we're doing five, then you I want to do five specifically. Number five, I'm going to start with the How to Train Your Dragon series. Oh, that's oh, odd. He, he does about the, that. the voice of... Uh, he does um of the dead. stoic stoic which is the doic stoke stoke which is the the father to the, the little kid to the main oh, character. Oh yeah, okay. And he's like this the animans this big burly dude that didn't like dragons then loves dragons and then spoiler dies. Emotional death scene. Most very emotional <laughs> death scene. Yeah, ruined that movie for you. <laughs> uh, from there number 4 for me is going to be Den of Thieves. I never saw that one. So Den of Thieves is basically where he plays a crooked cop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically... So he's a bad guy? I don't... Yeah, he's, kind of, he's, he's neutral, whatever. Okay. Neutral, bad. But he basically, to me, he's not playing a character. He's playing himself. Nice. He saw this script and was like, fuck yeah. And then just went to town At on it. At what point did Gerard Butler... Because in 300, he does a good job, you know, being Leonidas. I feel like every movie since then, he's just been Gerard Butler. Yes. So what made him decide to act for that movie and then decide, I'm Gerard Butler? Now. What if 300 is Gerard Butler <laughs> and this has all been the acting? That'd be incredible. He would be the most intense person on the planet. I feel like I believe that's a, true. I feel like he is an intense person. <laughs> yeah. I would not want to interview so good. him. I'd be very nervous that he'd break my neck. Um, my number three is going to have to be um, Geostorm. Mm. Great. Gr again, great film. Uh, not just because of Gerard Butler in that one, but also just the general story is just so goofy. Oh, the man. rest of the cast in there is also helps to kind of just add to this overall, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like situation, which is great. Uh, number two is going to be Angel Has Fallen. Ooh. Um, is that the third one? That is the third. Uh, I believe it's the, th yeah, it's the third, the more, most recent one. Um, I don't want to explain why in too much detail because you haven't seen them. Yeah, I'm, go I'm going to. And you need to watch them. There are three movies. It's like a very, like, pick a day and you're like, fuck it. Just marathon a whole bunch of... It has Morgan Freeman in them. 
It has a corrupt I'm government. I mean, I, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then number one, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this film. Oh, shit. It stars Gerard Butler and a younger Michael C. Hall, and it's called Gamer. Oh, yeah. I remember that and one. And this is where Gerard Butler is a criminal in this future. Michael C. Hall's character develops a technology. He's the villain, right? Yes. That allows players, online video game players, to control a real human body. I remember this. Human body in uh, death combat. And if you, as a criminal, allow yourself to be part of this disturbing uh, setup, um, you get you know time off your sentence. So I love that movie because Gerard Butler is way over the fucking top. Oh, my Michael God. Michael C. Hall is, a, is a, a creepy-ass criminal. And obviously, there's Marilyn Manson music throughout the whole thing. So Michael C. Hall was great in that movie. Very good movie. Doesn't he know, like, isn't there a scene where he's, like, practicing with, like, a, a staff? He's, like, practicing martial arts with, like, a stick. And he, like, beats up Gerard Butler with the stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, like, a basketball I, I, course. I just want to make sure that. I'm making, thinking of the right movie. And yeah. I am, which makes me happy. Now, now I just want to preface this list of top five, top five Gerard Butler films. These are just the action films. I have a different list that include the rom-coms. <laughs> but we'll get to that of some other time. Do. Of course oh, Wow. We, sh- we need to do a whole Gerard Butler podcast. It's just Ravi on the podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. just him on the mic. Yeah. It'll probably be like two hours of him just, you know. At least four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gina, what are your th- top three Gerard Butler films? Okay, so my, my caveat to this is these are the performances of Gerard Butler's that I enjoy. I don't think there is a good Gerard Butler movie from Get a out. movie yeah. perspective. They're all good. They're, Get out. They're all pretty bad. Put it this way. He's never made an awful movie. They've all been very... I don't think I've ever seen a ba- like a, a boring Gerard Butler movie. Yeah, That's they, the they've had never entertainment seen a value. Yeah. They've had entertainment value. Because all so you, all so you for need. me, and I'll explain why I like each of his characters in each of this. <laughs> in number three, for me, it has to be Hunter Killer. Wow. Uh, he plays he plays this like really first of all that movie's ridiculous because it starts with him hunting and then he becomes this sub captain and he has these all these stupid one liners where he's like if I have to explain myself we're not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's ridiculous and uh, it's just it's just funny because it's terrible uh, number two I was surprised neither of you guys uh, referenced this movie was um, Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie Foxx I actually never saw that I've wanted to I think it was great that. That's probably the closest we approach to a a passable movie grade, I would say. Arjuna, they're all passable. N- no. <laughs> no. Uh, but I actually like that because it's a little different. He is the villain. Um, but his you actually have sympathy for his character, right? His his character's family was like brutally murdered and then the, the convict office. gets, you know, gets off and yeah. you know, Jamie Foxx is the protagonist, he's the antagonist, but you definitely see his side, even though like what he does is extreme and wrong. But it, it's it's just an interesting take, and I, I enjoyed that. I thought he actually gave a good performance in that. And then number one has to be three hundred. Like he is wow. He is you know in terms of just the performance, like he is Leonidas. He really like that's what got him on the map. That was a really great performance by him. And uh, it's just hard to. It's still hard not to see Leonidas 14, 15 years later now. Wow, this is the 15-year anniversary of uh, 300, 2021. And we're going to get Justice League Extended Edition as a reward. <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fuck yeah. me. Uh, but yeah, th- those, are, those would be my top three because I just those are the performances, I would say, of his that I enjoy the most. Yeah, I can't knock it. That's a good list. So going back to Greenland, I think it's time to ask that question. Oh, hell yeah. Krishna, mm. was the color green with the land, Greenland, good? <laughs> yes, it was. It was good. Uh, I I liked the, the very human elements in the movie. I liked that the movie didn't try and be this um, save the world, you know, put a, assemble the Avengers, put a team together, you know, with the architect being the key ingredient. Well, well, he I liked did, that they his, did with that. his wife and his kid. They are the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the team up in this movie was losing the family so they could team back up again. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, strong performances all the way around. Did you like the kid? The kid? <laughs> hey, I Christian, what are I your will, thoughts on the kid? I, I, I uh, Arjuna, <laughs> was Greenland, or is it Greenland? Greenland. 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 Good. Uh, no, it was not good. Get out. I hate you. It, wa- it wasn't a good movie. It was a good movie. It wasn't a good movie. I hate you. Uh, wow. That's a, All right, you that's know what? I take it back. Arjuna, I'm not asking you. 
Ravi, I think we can wrap up the pod. I think we got everything we need to know. Okay. Ravi, uh, was Greenland good? Yes, I think it was good, not just because of like the story and it making you think and, and the horrors of, of what humanity can do, but also because now it makes me want to go and visit Greenland. And mm. before watching the movie, I didn't really have a desire. So uh, props to them for selling Greenland. They don't have uh, airports, though. They don't have, they don't have, in the movie, they didn't land, they crashed. So that's how you can only get there. That was because of the comet. Nope, nope. You, that's the, the only comets. way you can get there. You can only get there if you're flying over and a comet shockwave hits your plane to then force you into a landing. Gotcha. Real quick, shout out to our chat. Thank you for the comments. Seems like Lauren WW really liked Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you showed her Geostorm right after watching Greenland. What do you think? We're, we're watching another Gerard Butler Hunter, today. Is it Hunter Wait, Killer tonight? It? I don't know. It's either it's a toss up right now between Den of Thieves, mm. um, Hunter Killer definitely maybe. But then I also kind of like the idea of like starting up the Olympus. Um, has Lauren seen Three Hundred? I'm not sure. Yeah. So if she hasn't, that's got to be one that you you see. There's so many iconic people in that movie. Don't even realize Michael Fassbender's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, he's the only one I can think of. So maybe that's it. Is no. It uh, Oh yeah, Lupin. it's not Lupin. It's um, from Harry Potter. No, it's it's Faramir from uh, oh, Lord, oh, of, the Lord yeah. of the Rings. They look, they look the same. They're very similar. Yeah, yeah. they're not the fucking same. But one is not a CGI Ares at the end of Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Oh, Lauren has not seen Three Hundred, so that's what you're watching tonight. Speaking <laughs> of things, but don't watch the sequel prequel. Yeah, don't that's don't do shit. that. It's, it's I've so actually bad. never seen it. Don't. So. It's it's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. It's really bad. Uh, technically, Gerard Butler is in that through archival footage. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's a terrible movie. But it's movie. a shit it's, movie. it's real bad. Anywho. We agree, finally. <laughs> you two agree on something. I'm sure we are all going to agree on the next topic here, which is Attack on Titan. It wasn't good. We're done. The final season. Oh, I'm going to hurt you. Season four, episode five. We finally got what I think we've all been waiting for, which is to see our main fucking character. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say more speak. exposition. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, going to get there, but I, I, I was going to be nice, which is, yeah, we finally get to see one of the main characters. Let me, let me Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. I think we definitely saw two. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and what we're referring to, obviously, spoilers ahead here, is this episode was the declaration of war. Um, Erwin uh, is underneath. Is his name Willie? Aaron. Aaron. Erwin. Erwin. Aaron. Aaron, not Erwin. Erwin's dead. dead. Is he? Er well, yes. Anyway, Aaron is underneath the stage that Willie Ty how do you say Tiber. Tiber. Tiber is making his declaration of war. Rainer is brought in. Reiner. Reiner is brought in. This is great. To Well, someone didn't put the cast list. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. We're you had one job. I thought I thought we know the characters well enough by now. Christian. You need a pronunciation guide. Down. Yeah, could you oh, actually? That, that would help me a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have a conversation, and um, the entire episode takes place over the course of his speech, Willie's speech, um, which presents interesting yes histories. Yes. And that's where I kind of want to start because now I'm questioning what we. Uh, yeah, I am questioning everything because now we're getting another version yeah. of events, and again, you know, we're only able to. We're only be able to interpret what we're given, right? Um, so where where do we think where do we think things stand right now? Like, so the original story that we got previous to this episode was the Marlians basically beat the Eldians back, stuck them on an island, and threatened the king. And the king was like, "Yo, King Fritz was like, yo, we're gonna stay here and we'll have peace. And Eldians are scum, and we're gonna eventually ship you all over to paradise." Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was kind of the loose history. Well, he also wiped their memories. And he well, he wiped the people yeah. on Paradise Island's memories. Yep. Yeah. But then this new history was presented by Willie, which was King Fritz actually worked with the, the Warhammer Titan and the Tiber family. And the Tiber family to create a fake hero that kind of kicked King Fritz's butt. Yeah. And now He's changing history or change or telling the truth or something so that they can unite against now what he believes is a new enemy, Aaron. Mm -hmm. 
I think I think what they're trying to do is show how easy it is to manipulate people, right? And it has a lot of timely uh, um, connections to what's kind of going on in today's world, where it's pretty easy to brainwash people if you can just give them basically a singular target or something to just kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rally behind, essentially, right? right? And what he basically does is tell an unfortunate truth, right? Hey, guys, like King Fritz and these people, they're not so bad, is essentially what he says, right? Which we have seen to be the truth. Correct. And he's like, yeah, they're not so bad. Actually, King Fritz, their leader, actually created this piece by taking these people away. Taking them away and then vowing yep. to never use the founding titans. Right. The power. king's the king's vow, which is something that has been previously mentioned um, in the 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 Fritz line, essentially mm-hmm. that they they vow to not cause any violence. So then he's like, "But now we know that this has been disturbed because we've had these incidents and we have had these attacks and X, Y, and Z." And he's like, "And the person that's behind that is Aaron Yeager." So he's like, that piece, the Fritz, he's like, you know what? We're going to reposition your views. Fritz is a good guy, but now that line is gone. And now it's a bad guy in charge of these people. So that's why we need to fight them. And very clearly, he's able to brainwash people pretty quickly. I'm like, okay, well, it's slightly different, but there's this bad guy now. And oh, by the way, Tiber timed it perfectly because right as he finishes that speech, who comes out of the ground? So my question is, Aaron Yeager. did he know? Yes, I think he did. Because, I, because he, he's made himself a martyr now, too. Yes. I, I, there's a certain level of nervousness he has throughout the beginning of the episode, That's right? That's true. He's, intent, he's like, he's, he's kinda, he kind of knows he's going to die at this point. But he's kind of doing something for what he views as the greater good. He's like, I'm not going to make it out of this. But I basically can have this presentation, this, this theater, because it it's very much theatrical. And that's the end result. We don't, for a second, believe that's the whole story that he said. Right? I was, no, I, I right. still, I still think it's like each version, each version of the history we've gotten, like everything has some truth, a lot of lies, yeah. and it's it, there's some type of medium. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I had to guess, I think the reason uh, it's un- undeniable that uh, Fritz, the Fritz line, every time they eat their parent. And they take on the uh, king, uh, the king Fritz's powers. They get the king's. Power. They they maintain they maintain the status quo of keeping everyone ignorant on Paradise Island and not attacking across the sea, uh, attacking Marley. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe. I don't for one second believe that the reason. Yeah. The reason is definitely wrong, and I'm sure that's going to come up and be uh, have tragic. You know, like all oh, yeah, just have because, tragic. Uh, just because of everything that we've seen, I don't know if that that vow was it. He said the the, the king's vow, vow. Of, the king's vow of peace. Yeah, I don't see like how that would stop you. Like I, I do believe, like you said, there's something else. Yeah. that they are aware of. Like maybe it's a a bigger titan, a tenth titan. Oh God, something the, of that. Just kidding. War of the Titans. Who maybe? do we think is the war hammer titan? I don't think it's Willie. Because he's I th- dead. I think it's the, <laughs> I think it's the character. There's a a female character that talks to Willie at the very beginning of the episode. Is she part of the Tiber family though? No, she's part of a clan. I forget the name of the clan, the Kyoko clan or something. Um, oh, is she like part of the same family as like the Ackermans and like Mikasa, like the that type of clan. Possibly. I mean, that, the Ackermans. The Ackermans are are st- a strangely placed family. Right. Every other family seems to have some kind of great power. And then all of a sudden you have the Ackermans who just seem to be great warriors. Right. But they don't have any other special powers. Correct. So I absolutely 100% believe that the Warhammer Titans got to belong to the Ackermans uh, at some point. And Not so, the Tibers. So maybe it's maybe yeah. it's a lie. It's a front. I think, I think I said that while Ravi was watching during the second. I think the Tibers are a front for the true Eldian power. That. Whatever. Do we, do we even know what the Warhammer Titan power is? Besides uh, being badass, hammer. <laughs> he could just go up and repair things. I like put nails. <laughs> like works with the we cart. We kind Titan. of saw it, f- like start building itself together in the preview for next week's episode. Mm. Oh right. Um, so in th- hopefully m- knowing Attack on Titan, how this entire season has played out so far, we'll probably see it for sixty seconds at the very end of the episode. But then I, again, I think exhibition's over. I think, think this is the start. I think I think they did five. I think excellent episodes of mm-hmm. building up. To 
uh, 11 episodes of Mayhem. Absolute mayhem with maybe a little break uh, after the second third of the season. Well, right. Each of season's like normally two arcs, right? There's yeah. like a first arc and a second arc. And I think we, ass- halfway. we yeah. assume, right, it's like eight episodes for one arc, eight episodes for the next arc. And then that's potentially it. I know that the mon- the final manga chapter is being published on April 21st, um, which I assume would be the conclusion of the final arc, which would be the f- back eight. So if this was episode five, we essentially have three episodes left before our mid-season break for the second half, the, the back eight. So I would assume these next three episodes are all action. War. Hammer. How do we... Th- um, obviously, we were reintroduced to Aaron. It's been four years since we've seen him. Still a douche. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. Yeah, but at least now he's a cool douche. Instead yeah, he's exactly. He's a cool douche. I can't do I think the thing that stuck out the most is... Um, Yes. Reinar was like, hey, you were kind of, you said, what did he say? He, he said to Aaron, Aaron has said to Reinar that we will kill you and it'll make you suffer, et cetera, et cetera. He, he said when they're on the same side, yeah. I'm going to kill every single one of them, bring yeah. the enemy. He's like, I'm going to kill every single one. And then, and then Aaron, Aaron says, replies. oh, I don't remember that. He's like, oh yeah, I might've said that. <laughs> I'll remember. But now I understand why. Yeah. We He's are changed same. completely. Like, he is definitely the. I mean, anime always does a really good job when it comes to the characters doing time jumps and actually showing growth yeah, and sure. change in a character. Long hair, long hair <laughs> is a great a great thing. Actually, you need to mention right now the biggest change in Aaron. His, his power, his mastery. Yeah, he's got a amazing level of control over his Titan power. Um, he was able to basically keep himself half blind I guess potentially and his leg removed until he was ready to when he cut his hand to start the process and then even the process he slowed it down to where okay yeah let my leg leg regrow okay I'll take your hand shake it and then he decided okay now I'm ready so his level of control is over both his emotions and his powers which are probably connected obviously it kind of I mean the nice thing about I mean there's like there's pros and cons to time jumps right you obviously move the story far ahead you also miss a lot of development and the way that the show has gone especially in the first three seasons it feels like it's such a small amount of time and then you just miss this big amount of growth and I kind of wish we had seen some of that growth a little bit more just because I don't think it's like necessarily a crazy leap from where we last saw him, but obviously some things have happened that we missed. And maybe that's you know a follow up manga or you know spinoffs or or, or they'll spend an episode after the yeah doing flashbacks doing a flashback yeah. and he'll yeah. explain to Reiner. Did or you did Armin. you all notice his eyes when he started transforming? Who's Aaron's? Yes, no, he became Cyclops. The, his eyes glowed similar to how um, Reese. Who had the founding titan's power? His eyes, uh, when he had it, when he became, oh, they were like purple, right? They were like blue, and then they had kind of like cracks a little bit in them, mm. which is like a signal that they have access to the founding titan power. So does that mean he's cl- he's touching a royal, or he ate her? Not that he's or not necessarily, or he's figured out control over it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, like I said, we're gonna have to wait for the flashback episode. Maybe this is the flashback episode. No, is it, we're going to have three episodes of War, one episode of Flashback, and then uh, the last arc. I mentioned this to you guys last night, but I think I'm f- more than any other season of Attack on Titan, I'm actually really excited to watch this whole season back to back to back to back. Um, just because I think there will be a there'll lot be more. of there'll be a lot of reward in yeah. terms of just connecting a lot of this filler because it's it, because it's so week to week and there's so much information you forget you forget stuff it doesn't connect as well um i i kind of agree with you like this like together as a full product these first five episodes have been great i actually think this last episode is not only my favorite episode of attack on titan season four it might be my favorite episode of attack on titan and uh I think it's maybe one of the best anime episodes I've ever seen. Wow, dude. That's a lot. You haven't seen Dragon Ball Super, so... (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Missing out a lot there. Uh, And also, uh, I thought you said you love Dark Brotherhood so much. Dark uh, Brotherhood? I do. That uh, show is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. That's Dark Brotherhood, great, I'm sorry, is an organization great, from Skyrim. That's still a great show. I just loved I loved how this episode was presented just as this conversation 
through this other like presentation going on literally above them. It's the the episode is you know, it's 22 minutes, but it's over like a 10 minute speech. You know what I'm saying? Like just the entirety of how the episode was constructed and how it was done, I just thought was so well done and it paid off so many things that I've really been building for four seasons. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it could all suck after this. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. If the rest of it is terrible, then the episode. I don't foresee that. Yeah. No. The first five episodes have been great. Um, Before we ask that question, we believe we saw another familiar face. Or at least the back of his neck. Or the back of his neck, at least. And the kind of the front of his face. Which would be the character of Armin. 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 Do you guys notice he kind of looks, and I noticed this about Bertold, too. Tall and lanky. Yeah, so I feel like as you get older with the Titan power, you start to take on more characteristics of that Titan. And it feels like they've shown some of that. Reiner looks more like his colossal Titan a little bit. I would right? explain why he looks because the first, when we in the flashback from this season, sure. when Ryan first arrives in Paradise Island, he's like a scrawny he's a kid. little kid. He's a tiny kid. And though in the course of a year or two years, he like bulks up. up like the Armin Titan. Yep. yep. And then and then yeah. like Armin is super tall. Berthold was super tall, if you Lank, guys remember. Yeah, yeah tall and lanky. Uh even Aaron has become more like athletic, like his uh, attack yeah. titan. Zeke Zeke is um, a really uh hairy. lot of facial hair. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like like the Beast Titan, obviously. No, I think that definitely wait, that wait, would wait, make wait. sense. Uh, how do we explain the cart titan then? Okay. Well what is the cart titan's well, she, uh well she she doesn't have a backpack or a Yeah, pack. but she can't use her legs as well, right? That's kind of part of the thing. Like she has. She to does spend her. some time remembering the That's previous episode right. where she's on all fours. Essentially, yep. she's like it's more comfortable. Yep. Yeah. What about the other guy, uh, Puck? Well, he's only been that Titan for uh, four years or less. Less than that. Yeah. Yeah, but he was still. You were still because Armin's been uh, the closest time for like four years, and he's already looking like it. So. Well, maybe he kind of has a strong jaw, and he's the jaw Titan. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You know, I forget. I forgot what Titan he was. So. He's the jaw Titan. So yeah, he's got the cut. He's got the nice uh, Timothy Chalamet jawline. Is that a thing? What do you mean? Like people say that. Have you seen his jaw? Yeah, it looks like, but- it, it, looks like it can cut through, <laughs> like rock. It's so just- you. So you're saying right now on this podcast, when they do the American live action Attack on Titan movie, Timothy Chalamet should be. They're gonna get him for Aaron. Jaw Titan. They're gonna get him for Aaron. He would be a great Aaron. Do you think there's going to be an American adaptation? I no, hope, absolutely I hope not. not. No, 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 I hope they don't, but you never know. it would be dumb if they didn't as well. I mean, didn't they do an American old boy? Yes. And it was awful, it right? Was Josh really, Brolin? Really not good. I never saw it, and I don't want to. Well, it was supposed to be Will Smith originally. Oh, God. Fact. Oh, no. That would have been bizarre. No, <clears throat> no. Arjuna, was Attack on Titan, Declaration of War, Season 4, Episode 5, good? Yes, it was. It was, like I said, a great anime episode. One of the greats of all time. The best you've ever seen. One of the best I've ever seen. Absolutely. I think I think your words, uh, 10 minutes ago, were it's the best episode it's of the anime boat. I've ever seen. The best of all time. It's, it's the, the goat, goat or the, the boat? boat? The boat. Now, the greatest, the best, the greatest, the best. The best. That's interesting. Uh, Krishna, was it good? It was good. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I love uh, what they're building up toward. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and... Um, all the information we've been given these first five episodes uh, in a different show, we might consider it boring. This show, though, oh, man, it just knows how to, like, toe that line between suspense and information. It's, it's beautiful. It tickles your nipple. <laughs> Ravi, was Attack on Titan... Just going to push through, huh? Declaration of War. <clears throat> good. Yes, it was good. I'm excited to see what happens. Did it- when I watched it the first time, I don't know if you guys realize this, but, like... It was stressing me out because of just how intense it felt. Yeah. It yeah. Awesome. We saw you holding Lauren's hand after. Yeah. That was weird. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into some was it news. <laughs> what the fuck? See, speaking of what the fucking surprise, there's going to be a surprise actor for the new Disney plus Marvel series, Wonder Vision. All right, so we, uh, real quick, we obviously don't know who it is. No, we have no idea. Um, this is full speculation. And this is a Paul Bettany of what he has been saying, right? Correct. This is a Paul uh, Bettany I special. Have a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a conspiracy theory. We have to go around as well and say, uh, at the end, sure. say the actor that we most want to be, the surprise actor. Yeah, we have to do that. Okay. That would be a social clip. Anyway, let's hear, <laughs> let's, hear your, um, let's hear your conspiracy, but keep it to 60 seconds. Go. Okay, so... There's been a lot of press and stuff about WandaVision. 
They even did their there's early reviews out, so they they've actually haven't had some of the the first three episodes, I believe, available for some media sites. Something that Disney Plus has not done with The Mandalorian and some of their other shows. Uh, I have a theory that WandaVision is going to suck. And mm. and I think this, I think Paul Bettany now doing interviews and saying, there's a surprise actor, come watch the show, come watch the show, is a red flag in my mind that uh, they're very worried that this show is not going to perform well and they're trying to get as many people on the bandwagon now. To watch. I have a reverse <laughs> conspiracy theory, Krishna. Arjuna is using you and I as a psychology experiment ah we are his guinea pigs he wants to see this. if he can change our perception of one division before it comes out interesting by highlighting um certain things that he's seeing and reading in media and he's secretly building a case for this and he's going to put it out on the internet he's going to submit it to harvard probably what that's my theory <laughs> so i don't We're know so i'm very kind of like i t- i've been i've been purposely taking all this news and information with just grains of salt yes, yes. um well i mean honestly, i love that theory will i me too what? i, I kind of yeah. hope it's real where like with that where you're like little science experiment that's cute yeah it's fun that's yeah. cute good for um, you um but who do you does like yeah regardless of the conspiracy theories or whatever i think it also kind of feels like a no brainer that there would be a surprise character. And I'm and not because it's Marvel. This is going to sound weird, but because it's Disney Plus. And Disney Plus has kind of laid this weird foundation with the start of The Mandalorian where we are a week-to-week thing, but we are more high production. And we're also connecting these larger universes. So... We are going to drop bombshells on you. So I don't know if it's necessary because it's Marvel or because Paul Button is saying anything. This to me just feels kind of like, yeah, of course, I expect to see somebody in there. Sure. Whether it's a Hawkeye. I think the thing that would annoy the hell out of me. If it was Hawkeye. Is if, no, if I, <laughs> no, if Iron Man showed up. Uh, even if I it, am Iron even, Man. And even like if, it, and what I mean by that, even if it's like Robert Downey Jr. or Iron Man shows up and it's like, a, it's not real. It's a flashback or a projection. That would just, just annoy the hell out of me because what's the point? Well, what's I mean, the point? this is the House of M arc that they're doing. Yeah. So there is multiverse. So I would say there's a high theory. We which do have, is Xavier? Which version? The new one. <laughs> oh, uh, James McAvoy? No, 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 no. Like a oh. whole new version. Oh well, and it's like this is how we're gonna get. This is our first look at the X Men. I mean, I mean, Wanda, Wanda, and is part, is of, part of the X Men. Yeah. Like that is definitely a part of it. We do have a comment here, uh, a suggestion from Sahara, not Sarah. She says the Rock needs to be the surprise actor, or Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is the voice of Groot. Oh, but we've never seen real Vin Diesel. So I have a, I have a. Are we gonna get into our who we think the actor is gonna be? I think it's who we want. I, I, I'm gonna go complete left field. I'm going to say Disney loves their synergy. This show is doing stuff about like television and the sitcom. Samuel Jackson. It's going to be Mark Hamill. It's going to be the Mandalorian. What? They're going to have the Mandalor- they're going to have the Mandalorian briefly appear. <laughs> That's why Paul Bettany said surprise actor, right? They're going to have like the Mandalorian appear briefly somehow as they're like going through different television sitcoms. The Mandalorian by and large is the face of Disney Plus. Disney Plus streaming is like the next iteration of television. It, it kind of makes sense. It does right? make It'd sense. Like we actually just reviewed Death to 2020, which is a Netflix show, and there's so many mentions of Netflix in that show, in that documentary. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I, I mean, yeah, I could it's see that. It's a fun Easter. Egg it would be too. fun. Yeah. Or or, as, baby, uh, or the child w. or says. the child shows up. It's gonna be Baby Yoda, aka yeah. Gro- Grogu, aka the child. <clears throat> I think it's gonna be Tom Cruise, and here's why. Because why not? <laughs> Bavi, who do you think? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, Scarlett Johansson. As oh, I mean, she is dead as the Black Widow. Widow. So there we go. Hey, that's, that's, I, it's I not really a surprise. It's more just it. to make everyone cry. Uh, I was hoping you were going to be like, it's going to be me. No, Britney Spears. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Britney Spears. That's who I'm going with. Britney Spears. I like it. Oh, boy. Speaking of MCU and things that don't know when they're going to end or start. No one knows when phase four ends for the MCU. We're in and, phase four. And Kevin Feige refuses to uh, confirm what the end film slash Disney plus show is for phase four. Good. Just he makes, shouldn't. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't do shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> just sit there. Shit. Like 
I, it annoys me that people need to know yeah. when there when there's the end. Just stick around for the ride and enjoy it. Yeah, this shit is not meant for you to go and make a podcast and discuss. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say the the reason this is newsworthy is because um, Feige has always been pretty. Um, <laughs> Open? Open about what the beginnings and the ends of the phases are. So I think the speculation here is it's going to be something that hasn't been announced yet, essentially. Maybe uh, <coughs> X-Men or uh, officially like Fantastic Four. Or maybe it's X-Men versus the Fantastic Four. Or maybe it's Ant- the Mandalorian. Ant- Ant-Man 5. <laughs> or Deadpool 3. Uh, real quick, back on our previous news piece here, I was just corrected. Yes. It's going to be me. It's actually an NSYNC song, yeah. not a Britney Spears song. My bad. Didn't she well. date uh, Justin? Justin? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, boom. Synergy. Maybe we connected it's, it all. It's about me. It's going to be me. It's probably about Justin Timberlake's relationship with Britney Spears. Yeah, it, it, he was going to be the one that dated Britney Spears. And he did, and then he, she dumped him. Wow. I mean, Speaking of things sense. that were dumped, Deadpool 3... It's going to be rated R, and it's not dumped. It's part of the MCU. Yeah. Makes sense. No surprise, I don't think. It kind of is. A lot Big of people- surprise because it was rated R. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, it's one of the most successful Marvel properties. Why would they get rid of it? I know it's well, rated R. No, but- no. There was no... They were always going to make it. Mm-hmm. The question was, was it going to be part of the MCU continuity line? Mm-hmm. Especially because tonally, they're all PG, PG-13 movies. It is rated yeah, R. Yeah, do it. You know, it's Wait, different. there's never been a PG Marvel movie. Has there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe they're all PG-13. I think they're all PG-13. Maybe Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, that's the great thing about Marvel. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Let's be honest. I mean, yes and no. Like they, They've uh, certainly built themselves some parameters. Like They're not going to mm, make an end of the world movie. They already have. Yeah, you're right. It's Avengers. Iron Man 2. Also Iron Man 2. You're right. And Iron Man 3. It's the end of Iron- Tony's world as it gets destroyed by... Oh, my God. Uh, stop. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's, it makes sense. It's good. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, at least one more Deadpool. Sounds Deadpool. good to me. Yeah. Well, speaking of one last time, God. Gal Gadot, her time oh. as Wonder Woman, is that coming to an end? See, now that's surprising. What, what is this? What is this news? So there was a, a quote from Gal Gadot saying... Uh, this is, I think, right as or right before the third Wonder Woman movie was confirmed. And she's like, yeah, it'd be a nice way to tie up the character, essentially. <laughs> uh, so it, kind of a big deal there. She's following, she's following, she, she's, she saw Ben Affleck and is like, wow, he's going to be free soon. I got to follow. Well, here's the question, though. The two current Wonder Woman films, so Wonder Woman and then Wonder Woman 1984, they're prequel films. Obviously, they take place before the amazing events of Justice League. And Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. The amazing events. So it is very possible that Wonder Woman 3, the one that um, Jackie, no, not Jackie, Patty Patty Jenkins Jenkins is working on, um, could be another prequel type film that takes place maybe in 2005. I believe the idea for the third movie is present day. Well, then that could be... All right, I don't know that. <laughs> I really don't know that. Yeah, it's over. We're done. Wonder Woman is gone. Pack it in. It's interesting that I'm sure Warner Brothers doesn't like that idea because clearly Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman is a big money maker for them. So I would think they want to do more with her. You know, what's not clear is is it her, is her time as Wonder Woman done or is the time of the solo Wonder Woman movie over for now? Right? Like, for example. Tony Stark's Iron Man was in three Iron Man movies, and then he was in a shit ton of Marvel movies, right? As a mentor, as an antagonist, as you know, the co-leads for the Avenger movies. Is that was that what like is it? Are they going to try and do more of that now with Wonder Woman, especially with the quote-unquote reset coming with Flashpoint? You know, I mean, been it's, ri- it's right. There's been some rumors like she yeah. would appear in that movie because she's obviously a part of that storyline. It's smart to do it that way because, I mean, look at what Marvel did, right? So they had the three Iron Man films. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, became such a household name. You would you attached him and that character to every other Marvel product or Marvel film in order to get people excited and interested. I think with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, she has become kind of that equivalent. So if you're looking to say, hey, we need to work on our, our Cyborg franchise I know that's in itself as a joke because of all the issues that are going on right there right now. But like, let's say you wanted to build that up, then you would make sure Wonder Woman or Gal Gadot is all over that marketing because she has become kind of that face, right? 
And I think that works as well because Ben Affleck is gone. You've got Michael Keaton coming back as some kind of Batman. So that's going to take a while to build up. Henry Cavill as Superman didn't really click, you know, the way that like other, Uh, you said man of steel was your favorite DC. Sure. No, definitely. But like when you're looking at these actors and actresses (laughs) and them being attached to like various superhero films and then being faces of these big franchises, Gal Gadot's wonder woman to me is the same as like iron man and Robert Downey jr. It just works. It makes sense. Right. I think also the idea of like, it seems like there's this unwritten code in superhero movies that you don't do more than three. Right with the same like as a solo superhero character, the only one that's really breaking that is going to be Thor, the th- the fourth fourth Thor movie. Right, there's only three Iron Mans. Spider-Man's- but isn't going to be a different Thor? Correct, Natalie Portman. But, but so Chris Hemsworth so is still in it, right? But yeah, exactly. So it almost feels like there's this unwritten rule or like this mar- like marketing fatigue or something where it's like, well, we don't really want to push ourselves beyond a trilogy of solo movies with a character because fatigue. I'll bring up um, best example of this fatigue. Um, ben Stiller's character in Tropic Thunder had <laughs> I don't know how many versions of the that end of the world fake movie. It was like eight, nine of them. And then the last one is like this it got cold. Different. <laughs> <laughs> those, those movies were. Great. It was like seven. What was it? Like I think it was seven? five or six. Yeah, five or six, and then the seventh one was. And coming then he out. came back, but what you didn't think. Is it would get cool? Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like carrying around like twin, twin babies. Ba- yeah. What a weird, weird idea. <laughs> anyway, I think yeah, that's gonna do it for us here, guys. Uh, another one in the bag, as they say, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. Means as always, done. you can find us on our website wasitgood.info. We update that site regularly with new episodes, pictures of us looking pretty. Um, and personal blogs from Krishna about his time on the toilet. Wait, really? Yes. That's starting we are today. Now. Uh, Thank and you, as Krishna. ours, we're also on social. You can find us on Twitter uh, at Was It Good, on Instagram, Was It Good BTM. And as ours, Monday and Fridays, we stream this pod live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Was It Good. It's a lot to remember. Someone should write this down for me. <laughs> you want me to add it to the bottom of the outline? No, because I, like I, like, I like to freestyle it. Goodbye. <laughs>